Collective Cast number 17, The Uphill Journey. You're tuned to The Collective Cast. Agents of the Collective strive to fight, adapt, and grow. Whether facing the evils of the world or those within ourselves, we support one another and leave nobody behind. And now, here's your host of the Collective Cast, The Cryptic Chameleon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, or whatever else you identify as. My name is Chris, also known as The Cryptic Chameleon, and welcome to the most recent and latest version of the collective cast or episode as it were i appreciate you all being here i know it's been about a month as you know is normal for this podcast i only release it once a month and i just want to say it's great to be able to put out another episode for april and uh, if you're listening to this in the future sorry for dating it as a specific date but um i'm just excited and life is going pretty well and i'm really happy about that So some updates about what's going on right now in my life. First of all, I recently recaptured a bunch of old family VHS tapes. And for those that don't know what VHS is, it was a way of playing back and recording video that was stored on magnetic tape and forced you to play it from beginning to end. Uh, You couldn't capture it as a file or pull it directly from a hard drive you had to watch it straight through and people used to have these giant vhs uh recording units that they would hold on their shoulders and bring to events and things like that and i found a tape that was from 1986 i was three years old and my the cool thing about it for me is it helped me to discover a little bit about myself in that I discovered that I'm the type of person that if you put a camera on me or you put me on stage or whatever, I'm just going to perform and I like being the center of attention. And that actually goes all the way back to when I was three years old. So it's amazing what you discover when you look at home videos, you discover the true you that was way, way, way before you had a ton of trauma in your life and everything else. So it's really interesting that that part of me is the part that like people didn't like. People didn't like that I was talkative. People didn't like that I always felt like I had to put on a show, so to speak, or to have the limelight. And it's not a matter of like, it's all about me. It's all about me. It's just my personality, which is why I love doing podcasts. Speaking of the podcast, uh, I recently made two version updates to the Castapod instance on the collectivecast.com website. So we're currently using the most current version, but in addition to that, I just want to give a shout out to Yasin and Ben at Castapod simply because there's been a caching issue that's been really, really bugging me. Um, and finally somebody else had the issue And what basically has been happening is I've been posting an episode or posting social posts that go out to the federated universe out there or the Fediverse, so to speak, and they take seven hours to post. And it's like, well, what's going on here? And Yassine finally figured it out. Uh, After signing up with my web host that I currently use, he figured out that the issue is a difference between the server time and universal time code. So uh, that that is 
what's causing the problem, and he's hoping that he'll get a fix out in the near future. While I'm talking about podcasting in general, I just want to mention again Podcasting 2.0. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but I do want to give a shout out to Sir Alex and uh, The Market Surfer. We've been talking a lot in a private chat about Podcasting 2.0, where we could go with it, value for value, how to create systems that can replicate uh, the YouTube or Twitch experience and give streamers tools that will allow them to host their own software on a Linode instance or something of that nature and integrate the Podcasting 2.0 streaming sats and Boostagrams features. By the way, uh, the transcript is sometimes incorrect with Boostagrams. When I say it, it says booster. Grams. It's not booster grams. It's booster grams. Speaking of which, I don't have any to uh, share with you, and I don't have any feedback to share with you. But if you do want to uh, give me feedback, feedback at collectivecast.com is the place to do that. And I want to hear your stories about how you have faced adversity and what you have overcome, uh, and what you got out of facing down that adversity and uh, you know getting through it, and what it took for you to get through that. That's really where I would like this podcast to go. I don't want it to be about my journey in perpetual, <laughs> perpetu- <laughs> I can't say the word, darn it, uh, perpetuity. There we go. I don't want that to just be the focus because it becomes very boring uh, for people to listen about my journey in life. And it's, it, I, I really love collaborating with people. So if you have a story that you want to tell about a time you faced adversity and you want to either be part of it in a recorded fashion or you just want to send the text in and have me read it, feedback at collectivecast.com is the place to do that. All right, so for this month's topic or this episode's topic, I want to talk about the journey of becoming. And you'll notice the title of the episode is The Uphill Journey. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, my inclination is I want to get there now. I want my life to be as I want it to be now. I want to press a button and make things work now. I want to be able to host my own video platform with Twitch-like features now, even though I don't have the resources or the intelligence or the knowledge. Well, maybe not the intelligence, but I don't have the knowledge on how to expand systems like PeerTube to make them more usable uh, and to integrate podcasting 2.0. Sir Alex does, but I'm not going to take my ideas and visions and be like, uh, Sir Alex, you're a programmer and you must not have any life because you're a programmer. Therefore, uh, build my stuff. Like, I'm not, no, like, I I understand. Now, don't get me wrong, Sir Alex is doing stuff like that already, and if you check out uh, No Agenda Tube, you'll be able to see some of the work that he's already done and moved in that direction, and my buddy Market Surfer uh, is already using that as uh, an ability to derive value for value. Sorry, I just went down a rabbit hole. The point is, is that I am very impatient with things. I get great ideas. I get, uh, you know, an idea of where I want to be, what I want to do, how I want my life situations to be, and I just want it to happen now. I'm very impatient, and that's a problem because if something takes a long time to build or develop, then it's much harder for me to stick with it. For example, 
in in school or even at work, if I'm given a project and I'm told this is your due date for this project, I am the type of person that will wait until the night before it's due or the day before it's due and then panic and then get it all done. Because it's just like, I understand the concept of setting milestones and taking one step at a time, but it's like, it feels so drawn out and I just don't want to deal with a project for like six months at a time and taking one slow step forward and doing due diligence, it's much easier just to get it all done. But then at the same time, because the deadline is so far out, it's like, yeah, but if I get it all done now, then people are going to expect that, you know, I can get this stuff all done all at once all the time. And then I'm, I'm, I'm setting myself up for failure. And that's a fear type of thing. But it's also my personality that I just wish there was an easy button for life where you press the easy button and you get what you need. And that's something I have to train myself out of. And it's very difficult because in life, I've always kind of had that mentality in the past. And getting past that, even if it's something that would improve my life, becomes very difficult. Now, I'm going to give... Tanya, actually, credit for this, and for those that are wondering, Tanya is my currently ex-wife. We are friends, and we actually may have potential for a future relationship because now we're very different people than we were when we went through the divorce. I don't know that anything is definitely going to happen. I'm just saying that we have a good relationship right now, and I'm really happy about um, the friendship that we have and the closeness that we've had and where that that could lead in the future. I don't know if it will lead anywhere. I, I have hopes, but I don't want to rest everything on those hopes. But anyway, Tanya said to me that she read a book and one of the things that helps with this type of thing is uh, to picture the future you when you're thinking about the, the, the journey that you have to take to get there. So for example, in my job right now, so you may remember previously, I, I talked about having to uh, figure out, does my job align with who I am? And I believe that that was the discussion we had last time. And the thing is, I have to do something to be able to move into a role that better suits my personality and my engagement, so to speak. One of the things that I need to do is to get a Salesforce admin credential. Actually, I don't need to do it. I want to do it because having that credential opens doors and allows me then to get other credentials that are consulting credentials related to Salesforce. Now, that being said, it's 60 to 80 hours of study time at minimum to get a Salesforce admin credential. And that is really hard for me. Yes, there's a there's online courses for free that you can take. Um, in fact, interactive training that Salesforce provides for free to bring you down this path, which is awesome. And it, it, it is as gamified as it could be. They give you badges. They give you points. You get different ranks based upon how many courses you've taken and how many projects you've taken on and all of that. And that's great, except for the fact that I'm always looking at Oh my goodness, that's so long of a journey. Now, I I took a week off recently, and I actually every day did a small 
section. I did a set of courses. I, I would accomplish one badge worth of information. And that was working out really well for me. And then I had a crazy work week. And I didn't do any of the Salesforce trailhead. And I now feel very guilty about that. Even though I set time aside to do the trailhead and the educational stuff, I didn't take that time. Partially due to my own you know, misgivings around it, but also partially due to the fact that it was an insane work week. And now I feel guilty. And I'm like, oh, I might as well give up because I didn't meet the goal that I set for myself. And what I need to do is continue to picture what it looks like, what my life will look like when I have the Salesforce credentials that I want to have, when I'll have the ability to, when I'll have the, 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 the credentials that say I am a good consultant with Salesforce. I am somebody who can meet up with people, get to understand the business processes, engage with them, and get to the point where I can help them to build out the service environment that's best for them um, without necessarily doing all the building myself. More along the lines of pointing people in the right direction so that developers can then build that stuff out. That's the stuff that I'm good at. But... It's going to take a while to get there. But if I picture myself in this situation where I'm doing work every day that is engaging for me, that doesn't have this overhead and burden, um, or at least not the same type of overhead and burden. Every job has overhead and burden, but more aligned with where I am, you know, better fit. So setbacks like these happen, and the issue with setbacks sometimes is that they they make me at least feel like giving up because I didn't meet my expectation. Same thing with exercise for me. I know that I am, um, shall we say, a little bit rounder and softer around the middle area of my back and my waist than uh, I, I want to be right now. Um, I have a stomach that I can pinch and it's at least an inch and a half to two inches thick at this point, if not thicker. I don't like the fact that my, my stomach fat actually hangs over um, part of my body at this point. It's a weird new experience for me as somebody who throughout his entire life basically could eat what he wanted and be, you know, in decently good shape. Well, that's not the case anymore. So I have to start. Uh, I, I keep saying half. I want to start. And um, I, I want to get into a more regular exercise routine. Uh, I want to get rid of this uh, middle fat that I have on my body. Now, a bunch of people would look at me and go, ah, oh, Chris, you're fine. You don't have that. No. But the point being that something like that, like picturing the end result might help me in staying firm on like getting in a walk at least every other day and occasionally doing a full a few push-ups or sit-ups or pull-ups or whatever are necessary to start to get my body back into a healthier condition. So that's important to keep picturing that future that future, but it, it, it's not everything. And there are times when a setback will for me at least, mean that I have to take a rest on the trail. Uh, going uphill on a trail, taking this trail up the mountain of life, so to speak, that journey is hard for everybody. I know it's hard for me. 
And the problem that I tend to have is I tend to focus on getting to the peak. And getting to the peak is not the important part. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's important. But getting to the peak, the peak itself is not supposed to be what we're seeking, so to speak, or what I'm seeking. It's the journey to get to the top of the peak. And that is so hard to accept. It's like, oh, well, yeah, the journey's important and it's supposed to be enjoyable, um, but it's not and I don't like it and I just want to be there. I just want to get there, okay? But in that journey where all the conflict is and whatnot, it's that journey that makes arriving at the destination even more enjoyable. Let's say, for example, we'll use the Salesforce thing. Let's say I take six to eight months and I plug away at these courses and then after I'm done with the courses I do all the study courses that are included at the preparation courses and I maybe create a study guide for myself or I buy one and I read through that study guide every night for a week and a half and I take the test and I pass it let's say that you know right out the gate I I, I do all the due diligence I, I put the effort in and I pass that test yeah you know what like then I have my credential and I'm happy. But it will be the looking back and seeing how I struggled to get there that will make it all the more worthwhile. It's not the getting there itself that ends up being important. It's what I look at in the past to see how I got there. For example, over the past two years, as I've discussed on the podcast, I went through divorce, I went through therapy, I went through a whole lot of changes and slowly made changes within my life. Now, am I where I want to be? No. But if I look back two years ago, almost, almost two years ago, I'll say year and a half, year and three quarters, whatever it is, when I look back and see where I was and see the pain that I had to go through to get here, it makes it all the more worthwhile. And it's really made a difference to see that. Now, granted, sometimes there are setbacks and sometimes I have to rest on the trail. Sometimes, you know, I do fall back into old coping mechanisms for a time. And you know what? I I feel guilty about that at the time, but I also don't think there's a huge problem with it, so to speak, either, unless it becomes overly compulsive. Falling back on coping mechanisms that lead to addiction can be a dangerous line to walk. Uh, but at the same time, it's also about achieving that balance where, you know, sometimes coping mechanisms are necessary. And other times, you got to develop or I have to develop different coping mechanisms. But the point is, sometimes that rest or that setback is necessary to move forward. And then after that rest has happened, after I've gotten through that time of stress or that time of questioning, I then have to do the hardest thing sometimes, which is to keep moving forward. It's so easy to completely give up. Like I said, I didn't do any work on my Salesforce credential this week. I might as well just give up. I can't do this. It, I, I, you know, I know I can't do this. It, it's too hard for me. Uh, I, I can't keep on top of it. These are the things that go on in the core of my being. Not even active thoughts, but subconscious thoughts where 
I'm not even aware, but I'm sitting there getting a panic attack because I'm not getting this done. And I feel like I'm failing. I am failing at life because I'm not doing this. And the fact is, is that I'm not failing at life because I didn't do Salesforce courses for the week. It doesn't mean that I can't continue on that journey. It's just my inner self flipping out and saying that it doesn't feel safe and that it doesn't feel secure and it doesn't feel like I can carry this burden forward, so to speak. But I can. I can do it one step at a time along that trail of life. So all I can say is this. I am not in a position to tell you, oh, yes, uh, I... I, you know, believe firmly that the journey of life is about the journey. And I cannot tell you that if you're in a circumstance where you failed, that, you know, it's easy to pull yourself back up and to move forward because it isn't. And I can't be in a position to give you advice on this because I am not successful at this at any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. I am not successful at picking myself up, dusting myself off, and moving forward. It's very hard for me and almost panic-inducing at times. So much anxiety around it. But do I have a certain intellectual sense of belief that in the end it might be worth it? Yes, Sort of. I'm hedging my bets there. Because, like I said, my entire life has been about, well, if you can't do it, then give up. If you fail, give up. Everything should be easy. You should be able to accomplish it. And this is what harmed my relationships in the past, too. It's like, well, once I have a relationship, be it a friendship or a romantic relationship, whatever it is, once I have that, you know oh, well, it should just work, and I I should be an expert at the person just because, and I don't need to learn anything else about this person. I don't need to interact with them more because we have this relationship, and that is good enough in of itself, right? No, it's not. (laughs) It isn't. So um, this this journey of becoming, this uphill journey, has never been easy for me. Not to say, like, ease in terms of life circumstances. I've lived very comfortably for the majority of my life. I'm saying intellectually speaking and pulling myself forward speaking, no, I, I, I have not had an easy time of that. Everything from high school to college to work and everything in between, just it, it's been a rough journey. And to get to a place, though, to picture that future, to picture the peak where I'm at that place and I am in a position that allows me to be passionate about what I'm doing and allows me to help people in the way that I feel most comfortable and feel most connected with, the idea of being there and having joy in what I'm doing as a regular thing, not necessarily as a tangential thing is really, really cool, a cool idea. And that's the idea that hopefully, hopefully, will help me to get through these times. Do you know what else will help me to get through these times? Uh, the concept of value for value. I am, and the Collective Cast is, a podcasting 2.0 
certified, so to speak, podcast. That means that I believe in what's known as value for value. If you get any value out of what you're hearing uh, and the time and effort that I put into putting these shows together, then please show some value in return. That can be uh, leaving me a review on a podcast uh, store or podcast app. It can mean reaching out to me with your story feedback at collectivecast.com. And it can also mean getting a new podcast app and going to newpodcastapps.com and getting a podcast app that is podcasting 2.0 compliant so that maybe, if you want, you could stream me some uh, some Satoshis, some Bitcoin payments, or send me a Boostagram. Let me know you're out there, you know? So uh, value for value, extremely important uh, to me. Uh, the idea of an open podcasting world and infrastructure, very important to me. And that's why I love the system I'm using right now. I love Castapod. And I love uh, Adam and Dave and Alex, Sir Alex, uh, for what they're doing with Podcasting 2.0, how they're bringing the specs forward, how they're continuing to evolve what this is, and potentially even what it's going to be called in the future. That might be changing. But even so, it's very important to me to have an open infrastructure for podcasting and to have the right things and ways to support that and to support others uh, within that sphere. So it's really important to me. And if you're out there and you do get value from this, please show some value in return uh, either through uh, you know PayPal or through uh, the, the Podcasting 2.0 streaming sats and boostograms. All right, so that brings us to the end of our current journey for this episode of The Collective Cast. I hope that you all are having an interesting journey in your life. And again, uh, please share those times that you faced adversity. I would love to hear those stories. And until next time, please continue to fight, adapt, and grow. I'm Chris, also known as Cryptic Chameleon. Take care, everybody.